Streaming 24-7. Oh my God, it's better than I thought. This is Radio Influence. Uh, flavor, flavor, please tell your neighbors, Ian Beckles with flavor in your ear. <laughs> Wake up, sports, music, and fashion, best of podcasting, what's going on now and what's soon to happen. Be sure to stick around, no fast forward or skipping, dropping jewels, you don't want to miss them. Make sure you listen, Ian Beckles with the flavor in your ear, the voice of the people's ears. Hello everybody, this is Ian Beckles and welcome back to a Flavor in Your Ear on this fine Friday. Um... I'm heading over to get another tattoo after this. I have one tattoo. I will say to myself I would only keep it at one. I lied. I'm going to get another one on my arm. Uh, but I will stop myself before all that sleep stuff happens. So I'm um, looking forward to that after taping this podcast. So we're going to talk a little pop culture today, uh, a little bit of sports going on in our world. And uh, obviously, we're going to talk about politics and Kavanaugh and Mr. Trump and all the things happening uh, on our television set, which is um, really scaring me a little bit. There's a lot of scary stuff happening on our television, that's for sure. But, you know, looking at what's going on uh, in our world as far as sports with our Buccaneers and Ryan Fitzpatrick and Jameis Winston. That's the biggest story in the Bay Area sports-wise right now. Who's going to start? And I believe Dirk Cutter and um, Jason Light pretty much said that uh, maybe not this week because it doesn't benefit them to come out and say who's going to be starting. So Ryan Fitzpatrick's going to start this week. It just makes sense. It's too much to bring Jameis Winston in in a short week and get him acclimated to uh, a system he hasn't been part of in four weeks. And it's just going to be hard. It's going to be hard to get him back into the flow. So it's probably going to be Ryan Fitzpatrick out there. Um, On my social media, I I try to stay very active on social media. You won't see much of my political stance because I don't know if I have a political stance anymore. But I do comment on a lot of food and some sports. Uh, I had like a very impromptu poll asking the masses who they wanted to quarterback uh, on on s- Sunday. And the majority said Ryan Fitzpatrick. I mean, the majority. A lot of them said, I want Ryan Fitzpatrick mon- uh, Sunday, but I don't want Jameis back after that. The only problem is you put Ryan Fitzpatrick in on Sunday and he lights it up, which is a possibility, uh, against a good defense. And you, I don't know if you can go backwards. I'm not sure you can go back. So we're going to say it's... it's it's so much intrigue and not, you know, unknown going on with this Buccaneer team because usually we're looking at all this crap going on and um, it's because we're struggling and we can't figure something out. We're in a situation right now where we have two really good football players at one position and that's not a bad situation to have, but you have to worry about the very delicate psyches of all the players that you have to deal with in sports. It has to happen that way. Well, the Bucks have to deal with Khalil Mack, who is worth two first-round picks and a whole lot of money, and he's worth every last penny. So, uh, DeMar Dodson and uh, Mr. Donovan over there, um, he, he eats some breakfast. Actually, don't eat too much breakfast because he's actually fast as long as, as well as strong and violent um, and a problem. And when you talk about difference makers, I watched the Rams play last night. Aaron Donald's a difference maker because he's always he's omnipresent. Khalil Mack is omnipresent. I've never watched a game with Khalil Mack in it where he hasn't changed the complexion of the football game. So 
Uh, it's going to be interesting to see. We're going to we're going to. I think it's a perfect game for the Buccaneers to go on the road and really prove to themselves what they are or what they aren't. It's definitely one of the two. Now everybody sat down and watched Tiger Woods win uh, his first tournament in five years a couple weeks ago uh, in the tournament championship, and I I've watched a couple tournaments this year and both tournaments happen to have tiger in it is that a coincidence it's sure enough not and i don't think that's the case you know with people watching golf without tiger um nobody watches and i'm not just saying that the the year before they took the same tournament and the ratings went up 206 percent with tiger woods in the hunt who else in the history of any sport meant that much to their sport. I'm going to give you one other name, and he's a, a cheating bastard, but Lance Armstrong is another guy. Without Lance, Lance Armstrong, nobody is watching cycling, before, after, or period. So, um, and it's not like a lot of people are watching that. As far as PGA numbers go, those guys are making a lot of money, and really, they're they're all cheering for Tiger Woods as well. Every golfer should cheer for Tiger Woods, because Tiger Woods... Uh, and his success directly puts money into every golfer's pocket. I mean, directly. So it's good to see Tiger Woods back. Everybody's already counting how many majors he's going to win next year. There's only one problem. Your health is unpredictable. Nobody knows how healthy or unhealthy he's going to be the next time there's a major, which I believe comes in March. So... Uh, for somebody who's had back surgeries and back situations, um, you never know what he's going to be like down the road. Now, here's some things I saw in news. As a big man, flying sucks to me. I hate flying. I hate to be around it. I can't afford first class. I don't. I don't know who can. Uh, when you look at first class tickets, they cost an arm and a leg, and and your first child. Uh, and then I guess they came out with a study and they showed that. The seats have actually changed in size from 34 inches to 30 inches. Man, you can't break it down no more, guys. I can barely fit in them some bitches to begin with. You know how much more uncomfortable a, a seat is? Less four inches. I mean, it's, with my thighs and my big old hindquarters, I'm already sitting on somebody at 34 inches. You're going to make it 30 inches? I am oozing into everybody's sides, and nobody wants to sit with me. So, shame on you, airlines. And I mean, I don't know how many more seats you could put in a plane. You already given us, you already went from, I remember being on a plane, they'll give you a full Diet Coke and they'll even give you a meal. Now they say, um, would, you, would you like something to drink? I would say, yeah, can I, uh, can I get a Diet Coke, please? And they give you the two ounce cup with a big gigantic uh, ice in it and you take one sip and Diet Coke's gone. And then they give you a satchel or another satchel, a package of peanuts. And I counted. There's six peanuts in there. There's six peanuts in there. So they, they broke down the seats, took away four inches. They took away 50 peanuts and they could barely give you any liquid. So the prices of flights are going, are skyrocketing. They're not going anywhere. And we are getting screwed basically as patrons out there because that's about as uncomfortable as can be. I don't want to, if I don't ever fly again, I'm, I'm going to be fine. Seriously about that. Now, um, I said on the, uh, on the air the other day, and the funny part is, 
you know, I hear a lot of people bashing the Kardashians. I don't think I've ever bashed the Kardashians. People say they don't have any talent. I 100% disagree. Their talent is they're fantastic business people. They're, they're, they're fantastic marketers and branders. Fantastic. Um, I'm actually, I'm a fan of the Kardashians. It's not hard to be a fan of, you know, fine young ladies. Uh, and we all know that Kim Kardashian is married to the, the great Kanye West, um, who I'm a fan of his music. Not too much of a fan of his politics um, and what he's about, but I'm definitely a fan of his music. Um, they have a couple kids. And, you know, when you talk about Jay-Z and Beyonce, it seems like Jay-Z and Beyonce are going out of their way to make sure that maybe their kids grow up somewhat normal. Although that's, I don't know, I don't know if it's possible. How is your kid going to grow up normal when both your parents collectively, you know, are worth over half a billion dollars or no, it's, I think they're over, over a billion collectively. And it's not so much the money as the fame because you know, Beyonce is not walking on any streets without bodyguards. Neither is Jay-Z. So as a kid, you're not going to know anything but limousines, and private jets. I ain't hating. But when you want to talk about having a well-rounded kid, you don't want your kid to be Drew Barrymore who's snorting coke when she's eight years old because that's what's going to happen if you don't watch about their exposure. They're going to be exposure to exposed to stuff that's just too fast. And it seems like uh, Jay-Z and Beyonce are making sure that their kid stays out of the limelight a little bit, for the most part. You don't see a lot of pictures of their kids, really. Not Kim and Kanye. And I'm going to make a prediction now. They're going to have needles in their arm by the time they 10, okay? Because listen to what they did last week. So five-year-old, the five-year-old daughter, who's named Northwest, brilliant, she was on the runway in Milan for a Versace fashion show. So your five-year-old daughter is walking the runway in Milan for a Versace fashion show. The problem is this. It can only go one way, and it's down, okay? You could be a cute kid, and all you mothers in there to put your kids in fashion shows, shame on you. Seriously, shame on you. That's not going to turn out well. And to see the kid walking and... Everybody making a big deal. It just, it's, I, I don't, actually, I don't know that. I know for a fact that's not good later on in life. And the same weekend, as they are great parents, uh, Kanye, uh, Kim took the kid, the daughter, Northwest to Milan. And Kanye took the son to Chicago. And on the same day, the young son, who I think may even be younger than the five-year-old. He was—he he could barely hold the baseball. He threw the first pitch at the Chicago White Sox game. Once again, what are the odds of your kid being normal when he throws a baseball two feet and 50,000 people give you an ovation? What's your life going to be like afterwards? It's going to be very uneventful and <laughs> very unforgiving too because you're going to want it. You're going to be waiting for applause Everybody's looking at you like, what are you waiting for? So having Kanye West and Kim Kardashian as your parents will assure that you'll not be broke. That's for sure. But the rest of it, I don't know. I'm not sure how they're going to cope too well. 
If you're a customer of Vivid Seats, you know what kind of deals they can give you on all kind of live performances out there, whether it be NFL football games, NCAA games, concerts, uh, Vivid Seats. They have the best seats out there, and they have special deals for new customers and people are purchasing for the first time. Vivid Seats is an online event ticket marketplace dedicated to providing fans with live music, with experiences of a lifetime, and we all love live music. We all love live experiences. I went to the Bucks game last Monday, and there's nothing like watching a game live and uh, you know being in the building and feeling electricity. So if you're somebody who likes live appearances and like at venues like myself, uh, you got to take advantage of Vivid Seats. They offer great prizes and an easy purchasing experience. With the podcast code Influence, listeners can receive 10 percent off their first purchase of Vivid Seats. So they're really taking advantage and they're taking care of the first people that come in. It's a first purchase type of thing. Go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app, enter promo code INFLUENCE, and you can receive 10% off your first purchase with Vivid Seats. So once again, go to the App Store or Google Play and download the Vivid Seats app, enter promo code INFLUENCE, and receive 10% off your first purchase with Vivid Seats. Now, we all saw the thing, everything going on with uh, Bill Cosby. That's obviously the biggest thing happening this week, other than Kavanaugh. Uh, Bill Cosby sentenced three to 10 years in in prison. Um, one thing about Bill Cosby, uh, he burst out laughing when they read the, the verdict. So he showed zero remorse the whole time. And the one, you know, the very strong young lady who finally came forward, um, the one who looks like Lyle Lovett a little bit, um, you know, she's a strong lady for coming out. And I'm hearing people talk about, well, Bill's so old, put Bill on house arrest, blah, blah. You weren't one of the 60 women drugged. There's 10% of me that sees Bill Cosby, who is, if you talk about, you know, uh, TV and my childhood, I mean, Bill Cosby is a 25% of my viewing, maybe, in my, like, b- between the Cosby kids and, and the, the Cosby show and Fat Albert. I mean, that's what I grew up on. I seen all of them. So it's a big part of my childhood. So, you know, when you're seeing Bill Cosby get swept away, can't see, he's going to he's going to prison and like ten percent of me goes, Golly, that's a it's so sad. And the other ninety percent goes, Fuck him. He he don't deserve it. Cause he knew what he was doing. He's old and raggedy now, but he was young and vibrant when he was drug- drugging him. So you know what? He lived a wonderful life. Now let him suffer a little bit. Because there's 60 women that have to deal with this stuff. So I just don't feel, I don't feel for them. I, I almost tried to, and I just, I stopped myself. Like, I don't want to feel for Bill Cosby. And Bill Cosby's publicists, both of them are African-American, and both of them, I say, shame on you, okay? Because his publicist basically came out and said, um, I, I verbatim, that Cosby and Kavanaugh are victims of a sex war. Uh, first of all, I would not, if I'm Kavanaugh, I do not want Bill Cosby linked in, lumped in with me. Bill Cosby is a criminal, all right? Kavanaugh is just an old dude that may be a little horned up or, we're talking about stuff when dude was 17. So was it, some of the stories gross? They were gross-ish, you know, but I, to be 36 years, I mean, I am i don't even know what side I'm on in this one. This is a weird one for me 
because I watched the whole thing yesterday. I don't know what side I'm on. I really don't. I don't know. Something happened. I don't know what happened. Something happened. Is it enough to stop him from getting an amazing job 35 years later? Like if I, you know, some of the questions that were asked Kavanaugh yesterday, I felt like all I'm thinking about is anybody who's on that stand at that moment would be crumbling because he was talking about, I love beer. He said, I love beer a dozen times. He loves beer. Like Homer Simpson loves beer. I get it. Um, He said, I love beer. I love beer. I love beer. And then the question was, have you ever drank so much that you blacked out? Anybody out there that loves beer or any type of alcohol and been drinking for, I mean, he's, if that was 17, he's probably drinking for 40 years or so. If you say you've never blacked out, you are lying. I blacked out last week. I black, black it out just means you don't remember something. I black, I, I black out when I'm sober, I think. Come on. He sat out there. He sat up there and said he never blacked out. That's a damn lie. That is a lie. It's a lie you can't prove, but it is a lie. And for them to be, you know, peppering this out, have you ever blocked? We ever blacked out? Uh, do you remember them running trains? I'm like, come on, man. This is. I learned absolutely nothing from three different sessions of them absolutely hounding this guy. They hounded him, and he didn't say squadooch. He didn't say anything. I was actually sitting here at the Flavor of Tampa Bay headquarters, and uh, Anna Hummel is a, a young lady who uh, is on the bone as well, has a show at midnight, and she was in here, so I could was bouncing stuff off of her and getting her point of view, and, you know, I was like, I just think this is a whole lot to be going through for something somebody did 36 years ago at a frat party. This is a lot. What if he did rub up on this girl in a frat party? He shouldn't get that job? It's, heesh. Listen, me too, I get it. I get it. But if everybody thought that our country was divided before, take a look now. Because I'm sitting there listening to this. And when uh, Senator Graham comes up and he was probably the, had the most energy. He came up and he said these words, and I shook my head. He said, she's as much a victim as he is. And I was thinking, she's as much a victim as he is. When did his victim overpass her victim? How did that happen? He's more a victim than she is? I don't think you're allowed to do that. I don't think. He tried. And Kavanaugh, who I don't know if said a bold-faced lie, but he sure didn't answer a lot of shit. Like, when they're asking him questions, have you ever knowingly got a girl drunk? You know, what the, you know what's not the answer? I went to Yale. That's not the answer. I was a good athlete. I was top of the class. Those were the same guys that were doing that. He might as well say, I'm a rich son of a bitch. I'll do what the hell I want to do. That's what he came to me. Okay. I don't know whether he did it or not. I don't know, but he's hiding something. Clearly. You can tell when somebody's hiding something. And when they're talking about 
This is hell? Uh, I don't know if that's hell. Because you're going to go back to your big fat ass crib. You probably got a private jet. That's not hell, man. His family's going through a lot. And let me say this, okay? Before I continue. And I don't give a rat's ass if you're Democrat or Republican. I don't give a shit. This is real talk. I don't care. If he didn't do it, I really feel for him and his family. I really do. If he did do it, I still feel for him and his family. Because I'm not sure it's enough for them to be going through all this. I really don't. And we're talking about being on the stand for, I don't know how many hours it was. I like three, four hours, something like that. And for him not to really say anything, everything I saw, before, and I said this before he stood up there, I go, not one person is going to be swayed today. Whatever you thought beforehand, you're going to think the same thing afterwards. And I really believe that. I really do. You know, Donald Trump himself came out and he said something like, um, uh, I'm open to listen. Now, are you open to listen if you've already called something a big fat con job? It's a big fat con job. I'll listen. You ain't listening to nothing. Nobody's listening to anything. You're not going to change people's minds. And in Donald Trump's world, which is Kavanaugh's world, if he admitted that Kavanaugh overstepped his boundaries, he's admitting to be a scumbag himself. Because in their circle, that scumbaggery doesn't, doesn't exist. They can do that. They're allowed to do that. They're allowed to take advantage. That's I mean, seriously. They really are. And to say he would never, there was a young lady that came up there that was a friend of Kavanaugh's in high school, and she said, I knew him very, very well. He would never intentionally get a girl drunk to take advantage of her. He wouldn't? Okay. Well, intentionally getting girls drunk, I thought is what was our job when I was in high school. I thought, though, because you know what? If I go to a party... I'm going trolling for, you think I'm going to say sober girls? Nope. I'm going trolling for drunk girls. I didn't get them drunk. I would have if I had money. But you know what's easier than sober girls? Drunk girls. So to say that somebody wouldn't intentionally get a woman drunk and take advantage of her. Listen, if you get a girl drunk and she goes, let's go out and make have sex. That's not taking advantage of her. Sorry. It doesn't work that way. And... Our world is so separate that I'm looking at a judge that we're about to appoint that is supposed to be as down the middle and bipartisan as can be. All he did was talk about Democrats attacking him. And how is he going to be able to sit on a stand and go up against a Democratic lawyer and not tell anybody that he's biased? How can he do that? There's bias everywhere. That was a very one-sided thing. It was Democrats. It was Democrats attacking Kavanaugh. And it was Republicans supporting Kavanaugh. I hope that's what everybody saw out there. And it's to a point now where you have to understand uh, Republicans, and especially Donald Trump, that if every time a situation comes up, of a man and a woman and a woman and a man mistreating a woman sexually. 
if every time you pick the man's side, you have to start thinking, maybe I'm a little sexist. When every time there's race relations between white and black, if you're on the white side every time, you're going to think, maybe I'm a little bit racist, okay? Maybe. So, all the time is bad. I'm not anything all the time. I'm just not. I've looked at so many different situations. I look at some stand your ground here. Sometimes a guy should have been shot. If you're always on one side, you're covering things up. You really are. And it just seems like one side is covering things up and the other side is just pouncing. And that's what I'm seeing. And as far as Kavanaugh's um, performance, and let's not fool ourselves. That was a performance. Okay. Let's not fool ourselves. I think he was crying legitimately because I wouldn't want to be there either. The stress might make you cry like that because the whole world is watching you and the whole world is watching your integrity go down the drain. And I get it that your your world is ruined and your life. Is, I get it. But you put yourself there, playboy. You did it. You know, nobody's feeling sorry for anybody else put in any kind of judicial situation and getting attacked. Nobody. You don't have time to feel sorry. So I don't have time to feel sorry for him. You made the bed. You got it. You got it. You got to lay up in it. But. We are so divided, so divided. It's scary. And if he gets in, and I I think he's going to get in. I really do. If he gets in, then what? Then, you know, if you're you're a Democrat, you're in trouble because it just gives him a lot of power. And that's what this is about. It's about power. You think this is about Kavanaugh petting a girl 36 years ago? It ain't got nothing to do with that. That's obvious. That Nobody gives a rat's ass about what happened 36 years ago. What they really care is who has power now. And I'm talking about both sides. For them, for the Democrats to come out when they did, and for the Republicans to be, you know, defending like they are, uh, this is all, it's all political. And everything we do now is either politically driven or re- religiously driven, which to me are exact same things. They're turning into the same thing. Anyways, if you guys want to ever get in contact with me, I'm Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. I have a couple other podcasts, a cannabis podcast, In the Trenches, where we talk a whole lot of Buccaneer football, and uh, Flavor in Your Ear as well, Um, talking football, uh, talking some food, sorry, um, with my boy Ray Lampy, and I have some other special guests as well, so I know you guys love uh, food and cannabis and football, and uh, sometimes all of them together. Because sometimes that that works if you if you mix them up a little bit. Anyways, I appreciate you guys uh, listening every single week. Ian Beckles at RadioInfluence.com. Uh, have a wonderful weekend and please stay out of jail. Peace out. Uh, flavor, flavor. To keep the conversation going, follow Ian on Twitter at Ian Beckles and check out DignitaryRadio.com to get the latest on where you can find him next. This has been Ian Beckles, Flavor in Your Ear on Radio Influence. Put the flavor in your ear, the voice of the people's here. It's that flavor flavor. Bringing that flavor this is a Jim Fannin Show Quick Fix on Radio Influence. Reaching goals, reaching goals that are stretches 
macro goals, but doing it while you're having fun, that's what's on my mind. Can you reach the highest place in your industry? Can you reach the highest place in your company? Um, Can you reach the highest pinnacle of your sport? Can you reach the highest pinnacle in academics? Um, And can you do it while you're enjoying the ride? Uh, If the ride's not enjoyable, uh, I'm not sure the ride's worth it. Uh, It might be, but the end product of the score system, a thought management system my clients have been using since 1974, the end product is enjoyment. And I believe you can enjoy every single day while making things happen um, in the most positive way. The Jim Fannin Show can be found on Apple Podcasts, Stitcher, TuneIn Radio, Google Play, and RadioInfluence.com.